Am I rapping? What's up, guys? Welcome to the Hook and Ladder, episode 11. I am Oates, and I'm here with my partner, Garrison Hardy, as always, and we have a new announcement. Hit it with them, Hardy. Yeah, we have uh, Hunter joining the yes, panel sir. today, and he is actually one of the DJs down at the radio station I work at. James left us, so he can, you know, screw off. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, but Hunter, uh, how do I pronounce your last name? It's Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. Okay, I was going to come out with Keel, so but, it's a good yeah, thing I asked right there. Yeah, that's how every substitute teacher for my entire life has Perfect. butchered it. Yeah, so. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So Hunter, why don't you tell us a little bit about, about your love of sports? Well, uh... I'm a Rams fan, uh, first and foremost, I will say. It's a tough franchise to love Yeah. for yeah. about my entire life, I would say. This past couple of years have been... It's been all right. Uh, Except now, little... financially. We talked about this Yeah, in the we office. talked about the financial <laughs> situation. I don't know what's going on there, but... Yeah, Rams, uh, Cardinals, my baseball team, uh, American League-wise. I, I grew up with a Mariners family, and mm. that uh, is the most disappointing, yeah. disappointing thing. Yeah. Of all time, been a little rough. The Mariners, yeah, <laughs> but going on what? A couple decades here? And... Couple, yeah. yeah. Seems like it feels like thirty years, but yeah. Um, basketball wise, Sonics were what mm. I rooted for, but it's tough to it's tough to find a basketball team now. I don't know why it it. Come join the Lakers. We've had we've had <laughs> new new recruits since LeBron came and. And you see, that's the problem with the game today, is there's no loyalty. Yep. And don't get me wrong, hey, hold on, I totally understand why the players don't have loyalty, because in the, we see NBA franchises not having any loyalty either. So the player's are like, I'm going to go get mine. But it makes it, it, makes it tough. I mean, uh, with the Spurs, I thought with Kawhi, we had our guy, for the, we're set. Mm-hmm. And then all this stuff kind of happens, and he turns into a crybaby, and he's gone. So, I, I totally get A very get yeah. good crybaby. Very good crybaby. Yeah, He's great. Sure. So I get what you're saying about the NBA. Yeah, it's hard to just find a... Because that's the... Like you're saying, there's no player that's going to be loyal to whatever franchise you Damian pick. Damian Lillard. So, that's true. I'll yeah, that's about the guy. Up, up till now. Yeah. Giannis, potentially. We'll see about this summer. Yeah. He's due for a max. We'll see. Yeah, Milwaukee's a tough city. That's, that'd be a tough city to be the best guy in. I got to tell you, I think you know, baseball he's wise, it. they're pretty. Yeah, he's it. Brewers are getting getting a little bit better. Yeah, they have been better, but I don't see them holding on to any no, <laughs> any other guys. No sustained. Yeah. Man. Okay, so uh, we've talked uh, football, basketball, baseball. We know yep. anything baseball. else? Uh, Hockey, Canucks. That's interesting. I don't uh, watch as much as I probably should, but. I know just how bad they are, so that uh, I followed that a, sums Stay that up. up to date with yeah, how, how bad they yeah, are. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> I followed San Jose when I lived in the Bay Area just because they're good and that's all you hear about. So it was kind of cool to follow them, but I know they're prone to blowing 3-0 leads. Yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> I always yeah. thought that they had like one of the best uniforms, though, mm. in all of sports. So like Color-wise, yeah. mascot-wise, I thought it was perfect for... For San Jose, I really I do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're always they're always good enough, you know. To they're in the playoffs and they're a threat, yeah. and then they never 
Yeah, I grew up. Me. My dad's a Sharks fan, so there you go. He, uh, I'm, I, I am a Golden Knights fan though, just because La- Vegas, right? Yeah, Vegas. Yeah. One drunken night, our friends, we were watching ESPN, and lo and behold, it was their first game ever. It was about to start, and we we're like, guys, if we want to get into hockey, now's the time. This is there this franchise's go. first game. We could say we were fans from day one, so we did it. Didn't they win the first year of their existence? No, almost. Second yeah. year. Went to Stanley Cup, lost, haven't been back since. Oh, really? really I thought they really won. Never what am I started. talking about here? Not the truth. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Well, we kind of introduced Hunter there. Uh, why don't we? Why don't you jump into the rapid rundown, James? Yes, yes. Thing. All the fans, all four of you sitting there saying, where was the rapid rundown? Here it is. <laughs> The Rapid Rundown, the NBA is back live from Orlando. Let's talk about it. MLB is back as well. Let's run through that. Fall sports for colleges are going to look a lot different. And what exactly will they look like? We'll dive into that. Lastly, let's talk about what our show will look like going forward. I'm going to pass it to the main man, G. Take it away. Okay, well, first, before we get into the NBA, uh, I always like throwing it back into history on this day in sports. Unfortunately, the on this day in sports was set for July 11th because James and I were going to do a show, but then stuff came up during the day, so I'm still going to share it. So this is on this day in sports for July 11th, if anyone cares. Uh, 1914, future baseball Hall of Fame slugger Babe Ruth made his MLB debut as a pitcher for the Boston Red Sox, and he earned a 4-3 win against the Cleveland Naps at Fenway Park. So just a little bit of a a historical moment there. A little bit, I guess. He kind of had a decent career from what I've heard. Uh, So, yeah, there's, there's some history for you guys. What are your thoughts on Babe Ruth? Anybody? No? I think that uh, that the dude was was way out of shape for a professional <laughs> athlete, and uh, but he reminds me of like a, a Bartolo Colon type guy, really just good until they're dead, which is yeah. great. Yeah. Can I just my dad? This drives my dad crazy when we talk about athletes of the past, especially if we looked at the NFL. And my brother and I are sitting there. You look at the athletes today, like an Aaron Donald. Could you imagine what they would do to the athletes of the, what, 50s, 40s, 50s, 60s? We've had this conversation about basketball, and somehow he defends old school basketball players. But now basketball's a little wants different. to have this conversation. No. Basketball's a little different. <laughs> no. Basketball is a little different. I'll, yeah, I'll agree with that. I, I think, but I do think you put Aaron Donald... Or any guy like that, yeah. <laughs> in the in the past era, they're gonna. You I put mean, you put Kyrie Irving, Steph Curry, Damian Lillard, any one of these people in the NBA you look at with handles, they would go into the league and they would be like, I don't know what to do with these moves. I don't know how to approach guarding you. I can't stay within three feet of Steph Curry, so he's hitting buckets in my face all the time. How now far the, back are we going with the NBA? Not 80s, any 90s. farther back than the three-point line, because that's like barbaric. You know, that's like we're not going to we're that's... not going to put Aaron Donald with a leather helmet either. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's just not happening. Still, I mean, football is more about raw strength. Uh, that that is a larger factor when we're talking about football. Yeah. With basketball, it, a guy take a guy like Larry Bird. He doesn't have the Kyrie handles necessarily. Yet he would still, in my opinion, thrive in today's league just because of the skill, his intuition, his instinct for the game, uh, and he's just a really good shooter. So I mean, yeah, and he's six nine too. So I, he's he's got a frame for it, uh, if, if unless his back gave out. Uh, 
So I, I don't necessarily agree with your basketball argument. I'm, I'm just You're, saying. You pulled one guy from the past. <laughs> I'm talking about the Wilt, average Wilt white male uh, in the post with long hair who all he did was foul. There was, like, so many people who played in the NBA that that was, Bill, like, their thing. Even Bill Lambeer had skill. He could shoot. He and could fight pass. and punch. Yeah. See, I think that's the problem, though, is that the NBA has changed way too much that it's hard to even, like, think about what those guys would do in today's NBA or what the current guys would do in the old school NBA. I think it's I think it's really difficult to think about because I go back and forth of you take away the three point line, then you got something cooking because then your Steph Curry's, your Damian Lillard's, all those mm-hmm. guys can't be putting up as big of numbers. Right. So it kinda evens that playing field a little bit. But right. I think it's hard to argue, especially against Wilt, against like the old actual posts against today's posts, I really think it's. I think those guys would thrive today still. Like yeah. Bill Russell, I think yeah. would. I mean, the posts today are rebounders. That's that's all they are. Joel Embiid. I mean, uh, yeah. Aside from the ones that can shoot, right? Yeah, which, which is, is turning more and more. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I like that old school. But like those guys Tim wouldn't. Duncan. Those guys wouldn't be able to hang in the post like with what you're saying with like a Bill Russell like. Right. Like Jokic is nice. He can do a lot of nice, fancy things. Good passing, good shooting. Not gonna d up one of the legends. It's just not gonna happen. Right. You know. Yeah. So there's like, it could go either way. I'll, I'll give you that, Garrison. It could go okay. either way. Yeah. See, uh, there's there's pros and cons. <laughs> compromise. If yeah. you look at the football side of things, who's I'm sorry, who's gonna block Aaron Donald? Who's gonna Block blocking today, yeah. <laughs> today, <laughs> yeah. Who's going to stop Khalil Mack? I, the the athletes today in football are just, it's so different. My dad was talking about the heaviest guy at one point in football was 295. And that's a dime a dozen in today's league. And that's like defensive ends right. are pushing that. And they're fast. Like, right. they're faster than me. No, so. no air quotes needed. They're fast, fast. Like, they're faster than... Four or five. Faster than fast. Yes. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So uh, that I got us a little sidetrack there, but uh, my point stands. Enough said. Uh, moving on, we just kind of brought up the NBA. So good news, sports fans. Sports are finally back. Uh, the NBA will be back with a 22-team format, 13 from the West, 9 from the East, which is maybe a little telling about conference, how, how good the conferences are. Uh, and the season's going to start July 31st. Uh, the NBA Finals will end no later than October 12th. Guys, NBA's back. What's what's how, how do you feel about this whole Orlando bubble thing? Uh, what are your thoughts to just sports kind of restarting in general? I'm excited. Um, I think that it's it's a good time. I I, I don't want to say it's about time. I feel like we've waited the proper amount of time. Um, a little longer, maybe. Maybe just a touch long, but I'm excited that we're we're going to see a finish of the season. To see a season not finish would have been the worst scenario possible in my mind. So, uh, headed in 22 teams, it's going to be great. Uh, I'm excited that even some teams have added pieces during this quarantine time that I'm excited to see. Especially I'm a Lakers fan. We, you know, J.R. Smith. I'm excited. I'm excited. Like, do I want him to grab a rebound with? A couple seconds left. No, anyone else can rebound <laughs> the ball, right? But I, I mean, other than that, I think he's a great player. So, uh, I mean, I even think that moment was funny, you know. And I'm pretty sure did they they lost that game, but they yeah. won the series. So who cares? 
They mm. came back. That was the 3-0 comeback, right? That was no. the same year. I, I, think, the, I thought that was the year after. That was the clean sweep. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it might have been, yeah. Ooh, cold you and I are both uh, yeah. thrown in. My bad, JR. <laughs> I, try to, I try to back you up, JR, and here I am. So, you know what? Send me a band or something, and that's that means a thousand dollars. Send it to me. There you JR, go. Because I am trying to defend you, you know. And yeah. You'll probably never hear this, but that was the only game they had a chance in, and LeBron had a triple double that night, and to see that great performance just ripped away from him, I think just took the wind out of his sails for the rest of the series. He still played great, but Warriors were just. You can't stop that roster. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, you can. Injuries can. <laughs> the that's injuries the, that's true. That's true. Although I think the Raptors could have potentially, I don't know, it could have been a good series even with the Warriors at full health. Perhaps. Yeah. Raptors just scare me. They're always good right up until they they decide they're going to be really bad. And I think Kawhi really showed that he had to be, he was the reason that they got there and the reason they won right so mm-hmm. i think That's it, a fact. Yep. it's it's tough to tr- to trust the raptors i think it's tough to trust a lot of the eastern teams yeah a lot of them really wait until the last second and then they go now it's time to show our true colors right like what we actually are and we're going to get exposed you know i mean the bucks chris middleton has proven that he is not very effective in the playoffs right so yeah i think it's tough with the East, I'm interested to see who comes back either in really good shape or who comes back and shows that they haven't been working hard. Yeah, yeah. doing anything. So yeah. I think that'll be cool to see that. And maybe they're all just in good shape, which would be great. I mean, yeah. better for the game, but yeah. it'll be cool to see what kind of goes on with that, too. So, Yeah, I think. How do you guys feel about the uh, scrimmages that the team... I think each team gets two scrimmages, if I remember correctly, in preparation for the restart on the 31st. Is that enough? I think so. I think they're probably practicing at a level that's very competitive at this point with themselves, amongst themselves. And uh, they have also played 60 games prior to this. So, like, let's not pretend it's a brand new season. You know, have they had a couple months off? Yes. Have they forgotten what it's like to play in a game? No. You know, and have probably been training during that time. Right, too. absolutely. You would think, at least. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, <laughs> Unless and by themselves in their, you know, you know, million-dollar homes and their basketball courts. Brutal. Like, yeah, uh, it must be tough. They're private chefs, <laughs> trainers, whatever. It's a calling, you know? It, yeah. You really, it's tough, tough work to be a professional yeah. athlete. Of that, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but to your point about the Eastern Conference, it, you know, the Bucks. Yes, they look all shiny and gorgeous with that 53-12 and 12 record that they mm-hmm. as- amassed. The Raptors, they only really have Siakam, in my opinion, and then they have a great ensemble around him, uh, some interesting pieces. Uh, who do they, who's their big? Pa- uh, Mark Gasol, uh, right. the ageless wonder. Mm-hmm. I, you know, He's getting up there in age, but he can still shoot the three. Great passer, and he's solid enough with the rebounding department. So, you know, the, they're a dynamic duo. But yeah, every in the Celtics, I guess I would throw up in there as a legit threat. Yeah, just talented because, team for sure. Yeah, so many pieces. But then you look at the rest. I mean, especially the Washington Wizards. Why did the <laughs> NBA even think? You know what? A twenty-four and forty team. Let's give them a shot at an NBA title. Uh, is John Wall even going to be back? Uh, is that something you guys? 
heard. I was going to ask the same thing because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and I've heard Bradley I, Beal might not. The, even the be last back. I heard is that Bradley Beal wasn't going to play. That's the last Which I heard. Was great. a rumor, but yeah. And then I also I don't think that John Wall's going to play. Yeah, and he's been battling the injury bug for the past mm-hmm. two years. So really, it's up to Rui Hachimura, the former Zag, uh, to carry a twenty-four and forty Wizards team into the these interesting playoffs. <laughs> So good luck to him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's 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 kind of the gist of the NBA. That's the Eastern Conference. The Western Conference. There's a lot more interesting storylines. I'm just happy my Spurs made it in. I don't think we deserve it, especially now that Lamarcus Aldridge will not be joining the team. Uh, you know, we got Demar Tim Rosen Duncan staying back with him to help oversee the yeah. recovery process. I thought that was a cool move. I do too. Yeah, and the. Another classy move by the Spurs organization as a whole. Um, out west, it, it, obviously the top two are the teams from Los Angeles, Battle of L.A. Uh, do you guys think it's going to be them all the way to the Western Conference Finals? Do you think there's another team that could swoop in and cause some trouble? Barring injury, I think that's what you'll see in the finals. is two, two Lakers teams not playing in L.A., which would have been the most... Amazing been, thing! Oh my god! To be able to have an entire series of finals in one city, in one place, yeah. every night would have been one of the coolest things I've ever seen as a sports fan. And what do we get? Orlando, with and two, no fans, with two K noises, which yeah. is I think way better than no noise at all. <laughs> That's oh, true. And the players yeah. would agree. I would have not wanted to hear like squeaking shoes. Yep. And a good shot. Calling out <laughs> the screens. Bench. I would have been upset. It's like, well, this like is it. a really high-talented pickup game. I'll get right. to that. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, the, I've watched a couple Premier League games with no fans, and they'll have crowd noise pumped in and, mm-hmm. you know, doing chants of the home team. And when a team scores, it'll be the FIFA sound of a crowd cheering. But even that, it's like, okay, well, that that's that would probably pump the players up a little bit more, you yeah. would think. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, good, that's a good move. That's the right move, at least as of right now. I think uh, I think Oklahoma City is not. I think they're they're out yeah. instantly. Um, Chris Paul's he's done a lot, but yeah, I just it's tough to not see the LA teams play each other. But then I look at Denver, and Denver's proven they're pretty. They can be pretty lethal in the playoffs. Houston, I don't trust Houston either, <laughs> not no, at all. No. So. And I don't want to see James Harden in a big game ever again. That's just a letdown. <laughs> yeah, to me, uh, the Nuggets, the Jazz, mm-hmm. and the Dallas Mavericks, those would probably be my three teams that could pull Sleeper. something. Uh, especially you look at Dallas. Uh, for some reason, that roster just really intrigues me with Luka Doncic, one of the most exciting young players we've ever seen, and Kristaps, who... Ever since that injury, he hasn't quite been the same high-flying guy that we saw in New York early on. But his skill set, plus his length, I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's just unmatched. Yeah. Um, and this is their first year together, so who, who, who knows what it's going to look like going forward. I think with the West, it's it's really a lot of teams that are like a season or two away from being really good playoff teams. Like Dallas, Memphis, I think, will be... Yeah. Pretty good in the coming years, and the Pelicans and Sacramento even. I you, you know you could argue with Sacramento that they're pretty, they're a couple seasons away from yeah. being if they can keep their pieces and add more, right. from being a pretty good Western Conference team. But Phoenix, 
Portland, I, it's tough. And I, you know, Portland's kind of the hometown deal yeah. sometimes, but it's tough. I mean, they don't have any, aside from Lillard and McCollum, I mean, and even at that, McCollum without Lillard hasn't been very consistently good in yeah. the playoffs. So, yeah, it's tough. I was shocked at Portland's performance this season. Like I, when they added Hassan Whiteside, I thought, "Oh man, they just added the, the missing piece." And then Nurkic comes mm-hmm. back. Yeah, uh, Rodney Hood off the bench. Carmelo Anthony, the addition of him. Yeah, who by the way has played fantastic. Uh, it's a bummer that he's going to have to, you know, likely miss the well. He. Not going to get the reward is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of a surprising end to that run. And then the Pelicans, you know, at Zion, we'll see how he pans out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the interesting, interesting uh, show coming up here with the NBA, that's for sure. Yeah, I really think so. I, I really think the Pelicans are like two seasons away from being a really, really good Western Conference team. I think Zion is ridiculous. I mean, that's a ridiculous athlete for sure. I oh, mean, yeah. he's just so strong. You, I watched the, I watched the highlight the other day, and I hadn't seen much footage of him play. And I go, I don't think I've seen anybody like this play. I mean, it's just right. so. It's a different show of strength than most of the NBA players right now, and I think it's just crazy. Yeah, it really, it really is. You'd think at some point he's going to have to drop some of that weight. Right, and I read something that said he had dropped some and added more muscle, which is counterintuitive, maybe. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, but I guess he's out now for the first bit of it, right? With a family right. emergency or something. Yeah, they said. I, I heard that too. Yeah. So yeah, certainly hope that everything's okay with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then uh, Lonzo, I think, uh, gets a lot of hate, obviously because of his dad and whatnot. Yeah, that's for but sure. But he's a very solid athlete too, and uh, the you know a good distributor. Yeah, he is, and I think that's going to be his role for the better part of his career. I think he'll always be more of the distributor, Utility kind of guy. point guard. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, not bad by any means, but he's really not a shooter. I mean, right. He, he can shoot, but he's hot and cold shooting, it seems like. So, yeah. yeah, I think that'll probably be his role for the majority. But they've got a pretty good young team, as does Memphis and Dallas and, you know, teams like Oklahoma City. Even the Suns, I would say. Yeah, the Suns, the Suns, yeah. Their, their problem is... Ayton, Booker. Yeah, their problem is sucks. they're just, yeah. <laughs> they're mismanaged and they're never... They never really have lived up to what they've supposed to have been after Steve Nash, after those teams. So, I mean, because they had, uh, who they have? Bledsoe hmm. and... Uh, they, gosh, they had a lot of pieces with that team. They had Bledsoe, they had... They had, an, uh, oh, uh, Dragic. Yep, Goran Dragic. Yep. And Gortat was on that team. Um, but yeah, but I... The Steve Nash teams. That was, I think, that was Amari Stoudemire, man. Yep. Uh, the Spurs would obviously cut them short a lot of the time in the playoffs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I loved because I, I knew some <laughs> Suns fans, and I was like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that was always a team you were scared to run into, and yeah. then, of course the Lakers too caused them problems for sure. Could you? It makes you wonder how good they could have been. Yes. If those two titans weren't in the way. Yeah, I really think they could have won at least two if they had not have had to deal with the Spurs or the Lakers. Yeah. But 
yeah, I mean, Steve Nash, Sean Marion, Amari. Uh, <laughs> it was a ridiculous Not roster. A bad big no. Three. No. So, but yeah, I uh, I think it'll be interesting to see these teams play in Orlando and mm-hmm. see how some players adapt to no crowd. Yeah. <clears throat> Almost going back to high school days. Right. For these yeah. guys. And it's ba- I mean it's basically a scrimmage. The sound of it at least. Right. To them, I think would be more of like a scrimmage type sound because you can actually hear what people are saying, all that kind of stuff. So uh, I knew the refs were worried in the beginning because they didn't want some of the stuff that was said to be televised or something, any oh, of the cursing or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's good they're trying with the sound effects. Right, so. right. And I, I get where the ref's coming from, especially in that if they make a call and a player doesn't like that, they're coming right up to the ref. and Right. And everybody's going to hear everything. Right. So the refs are like, all right, uh, we're in an awkward position, <laughs> especially if we screw up. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, it's just, it's going to, this is going to be the, one of the oddest sights in memory with regards to sports. Yes. Just an empty arena and um, going for an NBA title, one of the most, the biggest events in sports. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, uh, the again the NBA tips off July thirty first for the rest of the way in Orlando, and uh, we'll be updating as it goes. Uh, we've talked enough about the N- NBA, though. Uh, this is where you're going to have to help me out a little bit with your <laughs> baseball knowledge. But the MLB is back too. Uh, some players have decided to sit out. Uh, certainly, some of the the big the big names too, mm-hmm. uh, with like for instance Buster Posey sitting out. Uh, how do you? What do you think about uh, guys deciding not to play this season? I don't know. I think it's, I think it's tough to, for me to say anything about it because it's obviously their personal call and, you know, it's their personal whatever they want to do with that. But, um, it looks like the majority of the teams might be complete enough. The problem is, a lot of players were injured before this and would still be on injured reserve right now so they're coming into this like the mariners have a bunch of people uh mitch hanniger is still on ir so i mean i don't know it's going to be interesting to see especially with who plays and who doesn't play but with baseball it's easier for the teams like the nationals last year to come in and win a bunch of games and be the underdog so yeah it'll be interesting to see if it's because I think it's going to be a toss-up in every division. Yeah. So, I I mean, you look at teams who, in a marathon of a season, 162 games, mm-hmm. who likely wouldn't either have the depth, right, uh, or just the manpower to keep up with that, right. st- You know, length of schedule. Suddenly, we're crammed into this schedule, right? And teams are thinking, if we just play some hot baseball, we could be looking at a pennant. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. In what world? And that's really what it comes down to, I think, is who is hot at the last part of the season. Right. Because bad teams get hot, and you think, okay, maybe they're going to actually make a run, and then they start to lose again. This so, is Baltimore's year. I'm telling you. No. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, dang. Um, who, before the season starts, who do you think jumps out to you? Obviously the Nationals. But are there any teams that you think, hey, this is the time? Uh, you know, it's tough. I think, weirdly, the A's are always good somehow. I mean, they're always, they're not terrible, but they're always 
middle of the pack in their division right. kind of thing. So Find I think a way to sneak in. Yeah, I think it's just kind of a who's hot at the moment because I think the problem is is that everybody's record is going to be very close to each other. So I think it's going to really come down to a couple games, maybe. Right. So obviously the Yankees are. I think it's tough to say that the Yankees will not be good because their their roster speaks for itself mm-hmm. and. They obviously have a lot of talent, so right. I think the Yankees in the American League at least have the best chance. I think a sleeper for the National League, though, is going to be the Twins, because mm. the Twins have been pretty consistently good and hot and cold, so I think depending on where they're hot, they could sneak in and give somebody a run for their money. So, right. yeah, right. it's tough, though. It, it's really tough to see. Oh, right now. Yeah, it's very tough. And then there's certain ways that they're, uh, in order to keep people safe, uh, that to, to keep travel down, for instance, teams are going to play those in their nearest geographical areas. So expect mainly in-division play with interleague limited, just uh, those in the opposite leagues, division AL East versus NL East, mm-hmm. AL Central versus NL Central, AL West versus NL West. So instead of all these long road trips and right. whatnot, it's it's going to be pretty close to home, right? Uh, which that may even affect the way things are going on the field. Yeah, I think for sure. I think it'll be interesting to see because with that, I think there'd be more league crossover between the American and National League if mm-hmm. they're going to play their reverse division like that. Right. I think there'd be more crossover. So that's something to think about too. Is that these pitchers are going to have to hit more if they're going to go play in a National League park. Mm, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's interesting for sure. I didn't think baseball was going to come back at all. Right. So at least it's something. Yeah. But I think yeah. this year is really a year for a bad team to step up and go, we, you know can, what? we can get hot and we can win it. Yeah. So If people want to put an asterisk next to our name, right. fine, but... This is our chance. Right, and it's easier yeah. for teams like the Mariners now because teams that don't get a lot of fan turnout anyways <laughs> right. who get like more of the uh, other team's normal. fans. <laughs> yeah, so now you take the fans out and you go, all right, now it's actually kind of level with the fan factor. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's going to be interesting to look at too. Are they going to use sound effects? Oh, I would assume so. At least yeah. the music between right. bats and right. whatnot. Um, it, you got to keep some normalcy to it, right? Uh, it would be for me as a you know, for for former athletes, you know, I'm just imagining the norm and then it's gone, right? Yeah. Uh, so for me, I hope they play yeah. music or sound. Yeah, effects. for sure. Um, but again, uh, regular season will begin. Jeez, July 23rd. So uh, five days from now, it's going to be a primetime doubleheader in the first game, Yankees versus the defending national champion Nationals, uh, starting at 7 p.m. That's Eastern time. The second game pits the San Francisco Giants against the Los Angeles Dodgers at 10 Eastern time. And again, both games will be broadcast on ESPN. It's just going to be nice to have something to turn the television on. And it's like, oh, sports. Right, yeah. Yeah. and so that that's kind of your rundown with baseball there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll be sure to keep you guys posted both on our Facebook page as well as we're going to try to get more regular with doing these shows. Um, but that's not the only sports that are talking about coming back. 
college sports, and I didn't put it down in our script here, but the NFL as well. Uh, a lot of free agency moves going on. Yes. Um, and that, that's that's news in of itself. It's like, yes. yes, sports news. Awesome. For sure. What do you think, before we jump into the college sports, what do you think of uh, the, or the Titans signing a back like Derrick Henry to a four-year extension? I think that's the best move they could make. Yeah. I, I really do. I mean, the Titans are a, kind of a weird team to me, at least. I mean, they don't. They kind of have like these talented guys, but they've never really been able to put it together. Mm-hmm. And I think Derrick Henry really proved that he is the Titans. I mean, yeah. So I think that would be the best. You know, that's the best scenario for them is doing that because I think they already have Tannehill locked down, right? They signed him to a pretty yeah hefty extension, yeah. which I'm kind of uh, you know, yeah. I mean, of. that's kind of the uh, it's kind of a Jared Goff situation. But <laughs> right, so, right. yeah, um, I, I really think that Derrick Henry is is the real deal. I think he is one of the best backs, if not the best back in the league right now. Right. I mean, yards, everything. I mean, he when you watch him play, he just runs, and you can tell that he is the guy. I mean, he's yeah. just the guy. So and the defense. Yeah. It does not want to tackle him. Yeah. Because it's literally like a linebacker running right. down the field. Right, yeah. Um, the the que- the question and, or concern, I guess, I would have is the mileage that he's going to be putting on. Yeah. Um, and, and that's always the the quant- or the quandary, I guess, NFL teams find themselves in is it's like like Todd Gurley, for instance. Mm-hmm. He, he was the Camaro of running backs. Yep. And... Uh, Suddenly, something goes wrong with his knee. Yeah. And it's like, gosh, we just threw all that money at him, and now we don't even get any of the benefit out of right. it. So I get why NFL teams are scared to invest in running backs. Yeah, and I think that's the tough part. And I think what teams are going to have to start doing is getting these guys and signing them for two two-year deals like that and kind of being able to piece a team together where they can have guys who, if this guy goes down, they're not floundering. Like the right. Rams, I mean, the Rams were floundering without a running game. Yeah. So, I mean, if that's your main attack, you're going to have to come up with a plan or a guy that you can go to when your main guy goes down, worst-case right. scenario. So I think that's what teams are going to have to start looking at for the future a lot more than they do right now. So Yeah, so any if any of you five fans are listening, uh, <laughs> basically don't try to be a running back if you're trying to make it to the league. Yeah. Be a, be a wide receiver, quarterback, obviously a quarterback. Maybe. Yeah, Duh. be a fullback. That's yeah. making a comeback. So yeah. yeah, be a punter. Just sit down on the bench, make a couple million, yeah. kicking a ball. That's I mean, the way to do it. Yeah, so <laughs> anyways, the NFL uh, – uh, before we, again, before we move on to college sports, can you imagine it? Dr. Fauci, for instance, came out and said, "I think the NFL should consider canceling." If you're a twenty-five million dollar a year, no, twenty-five billion dollar a year corporation like mm-hmm. the NFL, uh, do you think the NFL is just kind of like, mm, "No, we're going to do our thing"? I <laughs> think so. I mean, it's tough to for them. I would think to think about losing all that money because they're already going to lose the revenue from people 
going to the games for people who aren't going to show up now. Yeah, so, although the, I've heard that they're just going to cut out the first six rows at right. stadiums, and then everybody else can pack in. Right, which but then you factor in like people who don't want to put themselves in that position. Right. So you got to think attendance is going to be down even if they let people come in. Although alcohol talks. That's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> but but I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it depends on cities, too, I Right. Think. It really does. Because I, I wouldn't imagine... I think if a place like Kansas City will let their fans come in, their fans are going to turn up. I think, or Cleveland. Right. What I mean, else do they got to do? Yeah. I mean, it's, fo- <laughs> it's a cold football city. So I think Green Bay, places like that right. are really probably won't see that fan attendance go down, but L.A., I mean, San Francisco even, I would think. And you don't want to bring politics into this, but the people who lead to one side of the aisle might feel one way about the coronavirus, like, oh, it's something we really got to take seriously. Right. People on the other side of the aisle think that this is the flu, whatever. Right. We're just going to go. Yeah, Um, and I think that's the thing is it's kind of a toss-up because you're not going to be able to know what everybody's thinking going into the season. Right. So I think week one, if they let fans in, it's going to be interesting to see which team's fans show up in bulk or if nobody does. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. that'll be weird to see, but it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> And the, they're also trying to find ways to have maybe test fans before going in, which just sounds like a nightmare for the fans who do want to come out. Say you have 50,000 people show up for a game. Mm-hmm. You're going to sit there and test everybody's temperature. before they, They're going to have to show up eight hours before the game starts. Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think that's the... There's no right way to do it, obviously, and I think that's the problem they're running into, but I don't think they will cancel the season. I, I just can't see that happening. $25 billion talks. Yeah, I, I really don't see that happening, but... You never know, I guess. (laughs) In this day and age especially. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of the NFL. With college sports, they're trying to figure out what they want to do too. Right. Uh, The Ivy League just canceled all sports until January of 2021, which is certainly going to hurt a lot of their sports teams Mm -hmm. because we know football pays for a lot of other sports programs to even exist. The Big Ten and Pac-12 conferences have gotten rid of their non-conference schedules. ACC likely soon to follow. The SEC decision, uh, I'm not sure if they've made a decision yet, but I'm sure they'll follow suit. Right. Which is unfortunate because we had a lot of big games on the list. Oregon lost two fascinating ones with FCS power North Dakota State. Uh, and then the Ducks also lost Ohio State in week two. Yeah. USC loses Bama. Notre Dame lot will lose Wisconsin at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. Michigan was scheduled at Washington. Right. Utah BYU is off. Um, BYU could lose as many as six games off of its schedule uh, because they're an independent. And Notre right. Dame runs into the same issue, although the ACC has said that they want to keep Notre Dame. So. Right. Um, a lot of quality matchups gone. Yeah. Yeah. Then that's tough because it's cool. It's always cool to see those teams play, like Ohio State, Oregon. I mean, that'd be a cool game to see oh, for yeah. sure because you look at those are both powerhouse teams from their conferences playing each other. Right. So, but it's easier for me, especially with the Big Ten and, Pac- and the Pac 12 because most of the teams are competitive mm-hmm. football teams. So those games will most likely still be pretty competitive. Right. Um, ACC, 
Yeah. Kind of very sometimes. Top, very top heavy. Right. The SEC, very top heavy yes. for those first, what, four or five teams. Right. And then everything else just kind of falls off. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it again, we use this phrase all the time. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I mean, it really is. I Have they said anything? Are they just no bowl games now? Is that I've heard? Yeah, I've heard rumor about that. No maybe playoff, just keep yeah. it. Just keep it the playoff. Oh, okay, yeah. just the playoff. Yeah, okay. that, at least that's what I've heard. This okay. stuff changes every day. Yeah, that's the one problem. I another problem I have with this whole thing. Right. Um. So it, I could understand just. You you don't think the NCAA would want to lose their a, a business too, just like the NFL? Yeah, but they're kind of weird about some of their stuff. So I think it really is going to be a toss-up for what they say because right. they always they always make one decision and then they'll make a decision that counteracts that decision they just made. So, I mean, it's kind of... NCA is a joke. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's really just... <laughs> it's a toss-up for, for them. But I would think they wouldn't want to lose the money. Right. Like the NFL, but, you know... they got to save face somehow. Yeah, certainly, yeah. So, obviously, this is a way too early thing to even ask or consider... <laughs> But looking at the landscape of college football, minus all what the, the off-field distractions, mm-hmm. who's a team that you think that's the team that could win it this year? Or maybe even your top five. Uh, I really think it's tough to argue against Clemson. Yeah, I think that yeah. is really a tough argument to argue against them. But, you know, Ohio State's always proven they can be pretty – pretty competitive and I think Alabama is bound to have a bounce back year either this year or next year so um, it's tough for me to see a Pac-12 school that could go because they haven't had very good luck in the playoffs right so and they beat up on each other all the time yeah so yeah I think that's the biggest issue but you know Oregon obviously can can play it's a question of can they beat those other teams and you know even ASU ASU last year was really good yeah for the first time in a long time so yeah a lot of the Pac-12 schools can play but you're right in the fact that they always just beat up on each other the whole season so yeah heck even Washington State had a chance right yeah a couple years ago and then the the Huskies had to come in and ruin it that's what that's what we always do yeah so are you a Husky fan (laughs) oh yeah mother trucker gosh I knew there was something off about you oh yeah Husky fan for for as long as I've been alive oh man this is tough guys so my dad went to WSU graduated in 86 Mm -hmm. and growing up as a kid he was always watching Cougar games so I hopped on the bandwagon if you can call it that and when we lived in North Carolina, I remember long nights of watching the three and eight Cougs just get dismantled by who knows yeah. everybody in the conference. And you know, I'm sitting there just like, "Gosh, we suck." <laughs> so this recent run, even though we can't beat the Huskies, has just been like, you know what? I don't care. We're we're going to bowl games. Yeah, I mean, as long as you're getting a bowl game, that's really the goal of yeah. most of these teams that aren't, you know that don't have playoff hopes. So Right, right. Yeah. But even the fact that we sniffed the playoffs. Right. Who would have thought? Right. So thank you, Coach Leach, to all you did while, while he was here. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting because both Washington schools now have new coaches. 
Yeah, I think so, it, I think you guys made a smart hire by keeping that defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, I think so too. I yeah. really do. It's it's tough because Peterson has been the best coach I think we've had for a long time. Sure. Because um, Sarkeesian was the worst. Oh I, my gosh! I mean, I have no I idea because we won. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I have no idea how he kept that job for so long, but with a problem like alcoholism, right? To boot, right? That's crazy. Yeah, um, but Peterson's staying on as a some a something. So he'll be around. He just won't right. be coaching. But I think hopefully some of his stuff, you know, play calling, all that good stuff has rubbed off on this new guy. Um, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see us be more defensive minded. I think. Yeah. So and I think that uh, that is probably should be Washington's call. Yeah. Uh, you look at all the offensive talent. It's going to the Big Twelve. It's going to USC. Even right. They never use it correctly. Oregon. Right. So if Washington can turn into this tough-nosed team from the north yes. and just hold teams to you know, under 20 points a game and they, they make you grind it out, that's yes. always what they do to us. Yeah, uh, I mean, because the defensive line and the corners are always solid. And you guys just signed the best outside linebacker in the I country. I saw that, yeah. And I was really hoping, because he, <laughs> I, I don't know if he was just taunting us, but he kept us in the top, top, in the top running. We were there. Which, shocking. I think it was just because we're like, we'll let you play whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> you would be the best signing ever. Um, so, yeah, go figure. He picks the Huskies. Um, yeah, so I think the Huskies are set up for success. Um, I think so. It'll be disappointing if they aren't. But with the Huskies, we always lose to random, like, Cal and yeah. schools like that. So Gosh. I, it's, it's tough. Or- Oregon's a given, it seems like. Yeah, and... I really feel bad for Oregon State. I always root for them if I'm not rooting for the Huskies because right. I always just want them to win. Yeah, <laughs> I want them to no. win so bad. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let me ask you, as a Husky fan, do you have a hatred for Cougs, or is it more like the little brother? Like, eh, eh. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> it's tough. I've had some bad experiences at Coug games Understandable. As, a, as a kid, as a little kid, and I didn't really – that didn't sit well with me. But I think it – it really comes down to, do I hate the Ducks or the Cougars more? And usually it's the Ducks. Fair enough. So, yeah, yeah I th- it's kind of a toss-up. But, yeah, the Ducks are usually at the top of my list of teams that I will not, I do not want to see win. Yeah, so. I'm with you there. I For me, it's the, the Husky fans on social media who just seem to be ruthless. They, just, yeah, they're a ruthless like, bunch on there. Why are you picking on us? Yeah. We never win. <laughs> just <laughs> <Yeah>. go away. <laughs> Yeah, they're, uh, it's, you know, and I guess it really depends on if you're the visiting right. fan. Because I wouldn't want to go to a Husky game as a Coug fan. Yeah, I, I mean. I've heard bad experiences there, too. Yeah, it's. You never know. It it really just depends on the fans you run into. Right. Because you can have good experiences with opposing fans. Friendly trash talk. Yeah, that's so a given. It, it, it really just depends on the fans. But, yeah, I, I think Oregon is the main uh, main evil to me. In the I, uh, yeah. Pac-12, so. it used to be USC. They always yes. bothered the crap out of yeah. me. Yeah, but they backed up their talk. Whereas with Oregon, they haven't done anything on the big stage. Great, they've won some big bowl games. Yeah, of course. Right. But whenever it come came down to the big moment, they let the Pac-12 down. Yeah, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, and I think the post Mariota era has kind of been tough for them. Mm-hmm. Even though Herbert was a good quarterback. 
It, yeah. Uh, yeah. Wasn't wasn't elite. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was the problem I had with Eason, too. Is he was just, I thought he was going to be really good. Yeah. <laughs> and then somehow I was like, could we just get Browning to come back for one more year, <laughs> please? Uh, God. Yeah. What a. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. That that was an interesting year for the Huskies in general. Yeah. Just they put some good they put a good stretch together and then they fall off the face of the earth. Yep. They put a good stretch together and then they beat the Cougs. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that it. that was yeah. the thing is cuz at the beginning of the season they were in talks of maybe they could get into the playoff if they you know, they win these games mm-hmm. and Oregon loses these games. Right. So, yeah, I, it's really a it's a it's kind of my reminder, at least, of the NFC West a little bit, the mm-hmm. Pac-12, because it's just kind of a toss-up with the teams most of the time, and they right. always beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One team will rise to the top, and then they'll lose some random game to Arizona. Right. And fall, fall off. And, right. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> just been the, the trend. Yeah. And then everybody points to that and says, Pac-12 has bad football. I I argue no. Yeah, we have a balanced conference of really talented teams. Yeah, Colorado's usually good, and Utah's usually good, and I mean, basically everybody but Oregon State. And although they're heading the right direction, hopefully I like, I like John Smith. Is that his name, Coach Smith? I think so. Yeah, For some reason I th- I th- that came to mind. I think. Um, but I was at the Cougar game covering it for Daily Fly. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and they took us right down to the wire. Granted, we fell off on the defensive side that last year, but it was a great game. And Oregon State, they had some athletes out there, and yeah. they're well coached. So fingers crossed for them. Yeah, that's that's always how it is for me with them. But who do you think is the front runner for that? Yeah, I would probably point to Clemson. Yeah. Uh, and then... Clemson, just recruiting class year after year is perfect, Yes, essentially. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is still there. They've got so many threats as far as wide receivers go. Defensively, their defensive front is just ridiculous. Those are all going to be NFL guys. Yeah. Uh, So I'd look at Clemson. Alabama, of course, because they're – those two just seem to go hand in hand. Mm -hmm. As far as everybody else, I agree with Ohio State. Um, The Big Ten kind of bothers me. Just (laughs) – I don't, I don't think they necessarily have great football out there. Yeah. Uh, although it, it's it's turning more top heavy, I would say. You've yeah. Got, you got um, Ohio State. You got Michigan sometimes. You got Michigan State sometimes. Wisconsin, right. Iowa sometimes. Yeah. And everything else, it's like. Who, yeah, who Wisconsin's else? always up there, but then they kind of blow it. Yeah, which is unfortunate. But uh, I think LSU is interesting. Without yeah. Burrow now, because they're either gonna kind of stay the same, or I think they're gonna take a step back right. now. So I think that'll be interesting to watch. Can their defense step up and uh, right. kind of help ease the burden of whoever comes next? Right. Um, so yeah, I like LSU. I would probably leave them out of my top five. Yeah. Uh, to me, I would look to the Big Twelve and look at Oklahoma or Texas. Yeah, um, I think Texas is bound to be good at some point. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, Texas definitely. Um, Oklahoma always blows it on the defensive side of things. Yeah. And I have an OU friend who oh, yeah. just, 
he's like, why can't we figure out our defense? We always sign the four- and five-star defensive players, mm-hmm. and then we never have the scheme right, and <laughs> it's just a, it's just a mess. Right. It is. We saw that with LSU. Granted, not even Clemson could stop them. So right. what are you going to do? Um, but I think Texas is putting the recruits together that they used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really I like I like their coach. I think he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, they actually took LSU to the very end. Yeah, they did. Which Clemson couldn't even do that. Right. So it's like is Texas a lot better than we think? Hopefully, they've had some disappointing years where you think they're going to be a really good team Colts just yeah, I mean, that's really how it's been for them. So, And I think, you know, out of the Texas schools, they are the most likely to be. It's hard to see A&M being right. that good again, or even TCU, because TCU sometimes can bounce yeah. between good and really bad. So, Baylor. Yeah, Baylor. They're, they have, they're very flashy yeah. a lot of the time, and their stadium is gorgeous now. But so they're going to bring in better recruits, but they never seem to statistically match up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to me, I look at Oklahoma and Texas, and then LSU's kind of sitting right outside of that top five. Yeah, I think LSU is kind of the sleeper somewhat this Which year. Which is weird to say. Yeah, <laughs> it is, but I, I think it's true. I mean, I think they could get there, but it's more of a question of is somebody else on their team going to step up? Right. And really be the leaders. The defense going to lead them. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> that's right. We say that yeah, again. That's but, right. Uh, hopefully, there is a college football season because I've heard rumors that they've talked about getting just canceling it, which would suck. Yeah. Um, I don't know honestly how a lot of athletic programs would recover. Right. Uh, if they did that, so. Uh, just dangerous times right yeah. now for the world of sports and just people in general, obviously. Um, but, guys, that is kind of all I've got. Is there anything else on a, a last last whim that you've got on your mind? or I don't know. I'd... Covered all our bases. Yeah, that I we think could cover. Uh, <laughs> the clowny situation is still yeah. ongoing. Yeah. So. So I, we talked about that in a past show. Uh-huh. Where why are you demanding eighteen million dollars a year when you put out not even close to ten sacks last year? Yeah, that's your call. <laughs> that yeah, that's kind of a. I think it's an overvaluation for sure. But very. I, I think he's proven he can be really good, but mm-hmm. he's also injury prone. Yep. And I think that's what a lot of teams are thinking about. The last I read, though, that Philadelphia. Ironically, after he gives Carson Wentz right. the concussion, <laughs> oops, <laughs> yeah, is now in the front running for like a one-year deal. Yeah, so and, then, and I've heard Seattle has suddenly rose back into the question oh, okay. too. Yeah, so it's like a toss-up between those two. Um, and it, he, I think he realized once the valuation started going down, he's like. I've got a pretty good situation here in Seattle. I mean, he did, yeah. Linebackers behind me. Yes. Uh, the secondary's gotten better. Offensively, you got Russell Wilson. Yeah. And uh, now DK Metcalf. Will Disley is going to be back. The run game seems to start improving. Yeah. The O-line, they've started rebuilding that. Seattle could, obviously, the division, Yeah. could be an, another sleeper team. I don't know. Yeah, I think that... Uh... 
I'd like to see him leave the West personally because uh, <laughs> I don't trust my offensive line. Of so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, that's ongoing, and I think Seattle's running back situation is interesting. For yeah, sure. Carson out of nowhere. Yeah, Rashad Penny, who's coming back from an injury. Right. Um, is Turbin still there? I think he is. Yeah, he's been there for you know who knows how long. And then uh, Pro, Pro, Pro Scythe. Oh, that's right. Yep. Him too. Yep. But he's more of a flex receiver option. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if they can figure out the offensive line, I don't think it necessarily matters who we got back there. But Carson's been great. Yeah, he has been. He's been a really, really good back over the last couple of years. I think Seattle's running game is just ridiculously good. I mean, they always seem to just find the right seam, and they just – they yeah. just go. I mean, that's it seems like that anyways, but they do have offensive line problems, like you said. I think, yeah. I think pretty much every team in the NFC West is having a little bit of uh, offensive line trouble. Yeah. I, <laughs> you look at the Niners, their problem is age. Right. So Staley just retired, didn't he? I think so. So yeah. Staley's gone. That leaves a big hole at left tackle, which from what I hear is important. Uh, <laughs> and then the Rams, again, financially, they've lost, you guys have lost a couple of linemen. Yeah. And we've and the Seahawks have just been a turnstile for the past. And Whitworth's old. And yeah, he's 37 now. Yeah, and the Cardinals, I don't even know if I could name a Cardinals offensive lineman right now. We stole you potty from them. That's right, so yeah. that was it. Yeah, <laughs> and they're, you know. The games I watched, it seemed like they couldn't protect him very well. Which is not what you want to see from Kyler, a, a young guy who's right. just coming in. Yeah. And by the way, he looked very talented. So. Yeah, and I think he just needs, I think if he had an O-line he really trusted, he would be pretty, I mean, they'd be a pretty good, you know, 7-9 team. Yeah. So. Which, in that division, for a young team, and the addition of DeAndre Hopkins... Um, you never know. They still got Larry Fitz too, Father Time. Yeah, that's right. He is—he's uh, ageless for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, their defense has some young pieces as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that kind of our NFL talk there. The Anchor app tells us we're running out of time, so I think uh, Hunter and I are going to wrap this up here. Obviously, you guys probably noticed James sort of disappeared. He had to go run <laughs> to a work thing. Uh, so we'll get him back in the studio uh, next go around. But uh, Hunter, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for yeah, having me. Absolutely. Appreciate it. Uh, we hope to make Hunter a mainstay with us. Uh, maybe even uh, see a little bit more of him on our Facebook page if he wants to post stuff on there. You already do stuff for a lot of our radio pages. Yeah. So yeah, why not throw it in the mix? That's right. Cool deal. Sounds good. All right. Well, hey, this was the hook and ladder with. Hardy, Oates is gone, and now Kyle. <laughs> That's I right. I said it right. That's right. There you got it right. There yes. we go. All right. Well, we'll uh, talk to you guys next time. Remember, share this, please. It, it helps. That's that's social media currency. Uh, follow us on Anchor, uh, and then you can hear us on Spotify, Google Play Music, and a whole host of others. Uh, we look forward to talking to you guys again. Yeah.